Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Kyle Clarkson with us today. He's a realtor. He's got his pulse on the market. Kyle, welcome to the program. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So tell us, how long have you been a realtor? Uh, I started in 2004, so 18 years now. So you've been through one down market before. Oh, yeah. 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 So what was that like? You know, money your own business, market's doing really well. All of a sudden we hit 07, 08. And then what's a nice boy like this doing in an industry like this? <laughs> yeah. So uh, those were some dark days for me personally. I, um, you know, I had some success four, five, you know, and then rolling in those good years and then eight, nine, 10 rolled around. And uh, honestly, um, uh, you know, I maxed out credit cards. Uh, I had to do some debt consolidation. I took a second job. Ultimately, I, I told my wife, I'm like, if I can find a job that pays me 55000 and gives me benefits, I'm going to take it. Well, I got fortunate enough that it was in real estate and continued as a real estate educator for about uh, three years nice. before I got back into selling. But I learned a lot in those days, uh, both the good and, and the bad. So it's kind of interesting, you know, when you kind of put... Uh... So I don't really believe that, you know, if you say, I'm going to date a supermodel, I think it really, really powerfully that that's going to happen. But if I go, I'm going to date a supermodel, then the chance of me doing it go up dramatically, even though the odds still might be 1%. But -hmm. just by you saying, I want a job like this with benefits, and then boom, you find it. Mm -hmm. And it was fortunate you stayed in the industry because that allowed you to just step back in easily. So did you maintain your license? Yeah, maintain my license. Uh, I, I sold a few houses on the side, but that's really when you know I, I learned some sales skills early in my career. But where I really learned how to run a business was as I was training people. I started listening and following other real estate educators, and that's when I really learned the business. So when I got into it, when I was done with that and got back into selling, uh, much more prepared that time around. Brilliant. And what were the takeaways that you took from uh, those uh, dark years in the desert? You know, at at that time in my career, I was just hoping. And what I mean by that is I was hoping the phone would ring and I did not have a business plan. I did not. Right now, I kind of teach what's called five spokes that you should have five different spokes of business that are generating leads for you. And so I was just waiting for the phone to ring, friends, family, you know, whatever, uh, where today, I've got these different sources and we build a plan around each one of these uh, indicators and um, or, or these lead sources nice. uh, to grow our business. So that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Going back to the dark days, did you ever go like this to the phone? Ring, ring. So what are the five spokes? So uh, let's go through each one of those. Take your time. One at a time. What's the first one? The first and the biggest would be my SOI, past clients, you know, friends, family, Spirit all of those. Absolutely. Yep. So most important one. So let's talk about that. So your best guess, how many people does the average person have in this sphere of influence? The average person? Yeah. 
Oof, I don't know, several hundred, if not thousand. Uh, yeah. So people wouldn't think that. It's like, oh, yeah, I got my, my best friend, Bobby, my ex-girlfriend. No, she hits me. Never mind her. Uh, and we think there's like a handful. But, yeah, there's uh, at least a couple of hundred people that know you and at yep. least can tolerate you. Yeah. And so getting people to build that, dear viewers, build that list. Even if you're a successful freaking realtor, I bet you you're ignoring a lot of your sphere of influence that you kind of stay in touch with the top five people. But it's the yep. other 90, 195 people that can because they've had a sphere of influence as well so yeah maintaining that so do you notice successful realtors kind of lose sight of that sometimes oh yeah it's easy to do i mean you get busy so i think part of the problem is you get busy with tasks you know i'm checking my email i'm checking my text messages i'm going into you know for us it's dot loop whatever it might be and just doing real estate tasks instead of thinking about you know lead generation and following up with you know, those that are close to me in my SOI. So easy to do, uh, even when you've been in for 18 plus years. So, so here's my thoughts on it. Like uh, selling a house or helping a buyer buy a house is a privilege. And that's like, gee, the, the nice part of the job, the best part of the job is when the transaction happens. Number one, you get a paycheck, but more importantly, oftentimes you get the people saying, you know, thanks Kyle for being there and walking us through this. We couldn't have done it without you is amazing. But the real freaking job is that lead generation is what your job is as a realtor and the the dessert is actually getting to do the transaction and people get it the other way around my job is you know doing this it's like no if you don't have enough leads you're gonna die absolutely 100 percent true so what's number two sphere of influence was number one what's number two so when i got back into selling one of the things i remember my wife telling me she said you know you're great at real estate you know i was i knew the business what i was terrible at is letting other people know that I was a good real estate agent. So I wanted to create ways to generate leads. I knew my marketing was terrible. I knew my lead gen was terrible. Uh, So I started buying leads on Zillow at that time. Um, And so Zillow. Ka-ching, baby. (laughs) Ka-ching for uh, Zillow. They were expensive leads. Yeah. So it it was expensive. And every year I kept spending more money on Zillow. But I did it because ROI there was a return on it. And so I would, I started maybe a couple hundred bucks and it turned into thousands of dollars and I still do Zillow today. It's a big part of uh, our business uh, is Zillow. They now have a, what's called the flex program. I joined that uh, about a year ago now um, and have been doing the flex with my team. So nice. So actively reaching out to people because a lot of times people have this thought that, you know, they're going to think I'm desperate or I only have a friendship because I want something. And all of mm-hmm. that stuff is happening inside our heads. Mm-hmm. I was uh, talking to this guy who was uh, an artist. And he was telling me about the artist mindset. It's like, you know, hey, if you like earn a lot of money on your art, you're selling out. And it's all about the art and the creativity. And he was at this show. And he's a sculptor uh, with steel. And some of his pieces made it into the Game of Thrones. So this guy's freaking talented. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he had this, he's at the show. Nobody's coming to see his stuff at this, like, you know, art show. And then uh, one guy comes over to his booth and he says, how much is that sculpture? And he goes, uh, $15,000. And the guy responds, $15,000. And our hero's thinking, oh my God, I've set the price too high. But what yeah. he didn't realize was the guy was going, holy shit, it's only $15,000. But he heard the, oh my God, it's too expensive. And just before he opened his mouth to get a discount, the guy says, I'll take it. 
And it was just a really good lesson. But he still, to this day, this was like years ago, it still feels uncomfortable charging what his art is worth. And the same thing for realtors in this situation is like, Mm -hmm. if I reach out to my friends, they're going to think it's all about me and I want something from you. And that's not the reality at all. So Mm -hmm. one of the things we need to do as leaders is to help people realize, don't map your version of the world to other people. Don't assume because, you know, this person's dressed like a bum, they can't afford it. Yeah. But that's a little old lady. Yeah, she could be a billionaire. Just shut the hell yeah. up. <laughs> well, we have that all the time. You know, being in Iowa, a lot of farmers have a lot of money and they dress, you know, very plain. They drive old pickup trucks, but they'll come in and pay cash for whatever because they have money. So don't, you can't judge, certainly. Yeah. When Sam Walton was at the height of his powers uh, and he was the richest man in the world, he drove a freaking pickup truck and it was a beat up one, too, because he loved it. Actually, once I went, I used to sell to Walmart and I went to Bentonville, Arkansas, wherever they happened to be. And they had the Sam Walton Museum and they had his like uh, his office and his pickup truck there. And there was a guy there literally with a tear in his eye with his arm around his wife. They were watching. And it was like, that's how profound a thing it was for them to be there. So we've got one, you know, sphere of influence uh, to actually reach out to them. What's number three? Well, Zillow was that one, but um three so we you know uh have developed kind of a marketing plan so you know social media is a big part whether it be facebook instagram tiktok uh we do a lot of videos and there's probably not a week that goes by i was actually teaching a class yesterday at our national or our iowa convention on tiktok and one of the things i said there's not there's not a week goes by that you know someone in the conversation doesn't say oh man i love your videos and what I told them, I'm like, part of it was just that, that top of mind awareness. And I can't always track that it's coming from that, but I know it does. And because I hear people tell me about nice. the video where people tell me, yeah, I see it. I love it. Keep doing it. So uh, that's definitely one that one's a little trickier to track and measure uh, than Zillow and our SOI, uh, but definitely is, is uh, one that but we people take the time to tell you that's a real deal. What's number yeah. four? Number four would be uh, open houses. So we want to generate leads through open houses. Um, So obviously you got to get listings to do that, but. No, you don't. You don't need listings. There's people in your office right now that are too dumb to go to open houses and they are looking for you to help them. And people that I know that are giants in this industry, they still do open houses because that's where they pick up a lot of clients and a lot of other agents think it's a burden, but it's really an opportunity. Well, and, and for, for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a converter. And so we've kind of put people in these, you know, prospector, converter, networker, uh, marketer. And I, I found that I'm a converter and converting can be expensive. That's why, you know, Zillow is a perfect example of being a converter. But open house is something that's fairly free. inexpensive or free. So uh, definitely, you know, something that, that uh, you know, we, we spend uh, our, our resources and time doing open houses, push for our team to be doing open houses to generate new leads. So, so number five, what's number five? It's another lead gen for us. It's realtor.com leads. Nice. So Zillow, realtor.com. Like I said, I live in that converter space. Uh, it's something I learned about myself in the last six or seven years that once I get in front of people, I do a really good job. So I want to create more ways to do that. More opportunities to do that. And you know, that's yep. one of the things you need to kind of figure out is uh, at least my worldview is uh, the most powerful version of me is the authentic version of me. Yep. And even if Kyle thinks I'm a jerk, which you probably do, Kyle, I can tell by your judging eyes. Yeah, yeah, I'm judging, yeah. People that are going to go, 
man, I, I like hanging out with Umar. And I think once you find out who you are and you're like firmly in your lane, hey, I'm a converter. I'm happy with it. And yeah. I got great ROI and make that happen rather than I'm going to be a prospector. It wouldn't be you. Would, could you master the skill? Absolutely. Would you have fun at it? No. I, I didn't get out of bed. Uh, and there's people that do. Like They love calling for sale by owners. They love door knocking. And you know that's not why I got into real estate. And I don't get out of bed every morning excited to do that. And if I found building my business around being a converter, that I do enjoy it. And I love it. And you talked about authenticity. I get an opportunity to meet new people all the time. Uh, and connect with new people. And I love that. I mean, that's my favorite part of this job. So love that. I, I heard this thing once. Uh, somebody was saying, you know, if you got the money to solve a problem, you don't have a problem. So there's a lot to that little statement because a lot of people have the money to solve a problem like you do. Let's say you said, oh, I don't want to spend money on Zillow. I'm going to like uh, rough it out and, you know, be a trooper and make this career that you're really enjoying into one that you don't. So, dear listeners and viewers, if you got money to solve a problem, solve it. Move on with your life. Do where you're at the height of your powers, not where you're at your weakest. It's like uh, the maker put you here to succeed, not to struggle. So stop yeah. struggling. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a realization for me, you know, talk about being the converter, but like sometimes you, you need to spend money. I, that was part of my problem early in my career is like, I don't want to spend money. I don't have money. Don't want to spend it. But, you know, to build a business, you 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 have to. And it took me a while to realize that, but certainly part of my growth. Absolutely. And so a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, I'm a really smart guy and we got some smart people in, uh, in my company, but there's certain areas that we're not good at. Mm -hmm. And it's just, we've suffered from trying to do it ourselves. And we do like a, a pretty poor job, but since it's your own baby, you think it's more beautiful than it is. But when you look yeah. at the results, and it's always been better to just say, let's cut a check, get somebody that knows how to do this, get them to do it, and we can focus on what we're good at. So, Kyle, uh, are you part of a team? Do you have a team? Yeah, I, I have a team. Uh, so I have 12 agents that are on my team, and I have uh, two employees that are uh, on my team. So Brilliant. Yep. So tell me about one of the people that you're leading that was maybe – a don't name names, but uh, unless you want to, that was struggling in some area of real estate. You saw what the uh, struggle was and you helped them see the light. Like, Tell us one of those stories where you help somebody kind of break through an area of struggle. Well, for, you know, again, the space we live in, Zillow, uh, online leads, like many agents, especially new agents, the, the struggle is getting going. And that's why, you know, 80% of agents don't make it to year three. Um, and I think what our team has provided is a path to have success early on. And I think of one particular agent um, on my team who jumped into real estate, wanted to get into real estate, was not on a team, trying to figure it out, jumped on my team. Uh, you know, and here, this is going to be his first full year in real estate. And he may sell 40 houses. Yeah. Uh, and, and first full year for the houses? Freaking amazing. Yeah. So he's killing it. And uh, it's exciting. What I love about it is like if I could bottle him up because he's always tells me, hey, thanks. You know, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, when, when you see that, you're like, well, you want to give more. And how can I come alongside and give more and teach more and all of that? So, um, you know, those are the kind of things. that Love that, Kyle. Exciting. So last uh, three questions. Yep. Question one, what brings joy and happiness to your life? Um, well, I mean, there's generic answers. I have, I'm married for 20 yeah. years and I have three kids and it maybe it's not generic, but I'm sure a lot of people say family and certainly 
you know, being able to coach my son's basketball team, beautiful. uh, being able to go to the gym with my wife in the morning, you know, spending time because in real estate, it's a busy life and there's nights and weekends. And so you got to make sure you schedule those things. Uh, so I brings me joy to have a, a job that, um, you know, I get to build my life, uh, build, build around my family. And that's definitely a big part of it. Love it. What's one tip you'd like to share that would make uh, our listeners, viewers happier, more productive, more successful? What's that one kind of mind hack you'd like to share? I would say if you are in real estate to realize it is not a hobby, it is not a hobby. It is a business. And one of the big parts for me and, you know, I was, uh, I sold 30 houses at my peak before the market crashed. I got back into real estate. I went 40, 60, 80, 100, 120, sold 140 last year. Now my team has grown. We're going to sell, you know, almost 300 houses this year. Um, And that happened because it's not a hobby which means I've got to build a calendar. I got to build a schedule. I got to build a budget. I have to have a PL, put those things in place. And I never did it the first time around. And the second time around I did. And now it's about a business. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I sell real estate, but it, it's a business first. Uh, so that would be my, my big tip. And I take love away. that. Cause one of the things that kind of tying it back to the beginning of the conversation is that had you stayed in real estate as a realtor, to do this transformation, it probably wouldn't have happened. And if it would have happened, it would have taken years of you like fighting. No, no, this way works. And having that break in the middle was like a blessing for you. So Kyle, thanks so much for being on the program, man. I really enjoyed our conversation and hopefully our listeners got a lot of value out of it. I appreciate it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming. And that is the fastest way to get better results. 